When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Wednesday, January 17th, and I'm Jim Chapman. Woody Everton and Mike Agavino could not make it today. Look, y'all, it is the frozen tundra right now in Louisiana. As I'm recording, we sit at a balmy 24 degrees here in the studio in Denham Springs, Louisiana, and Mike is iced in, I guess you could say, in New Orleans. They've got the uh, all the roads shut down to get out of New Orleans on the interstates, so he cannot make it. And Woody is also iced in much more north than we are here at the studio. So I have some special things I'm going to do today. The first is I'm going to give you all a, a current story that really needed to be covered. Very important regarding fentanyl. So I'm going to give you that story and then we're going to, we're going to give you a special, uh, it's kind of like a current news version of bloody Angola that, uh, we recorded for our listeners a few weeks ago for bloody Angola podcast, which is a podcast. Woody and I do that is based around Louisiana State Penitentiary at Angola, which is the uh, largest maximum security prison in the United States at over 18,000 acres. And it is located here in Louisiana. We're going to give you that episode following this news story that I'm about to bring you now. This is just something that I felt like we needed to go ahead and put out there. So country music star Jelly Roll. And for those of you that aren't familiar with Jelly Roll, his his actual name is Jason DeFord. And he is a amazing singer. Uh, he's a country music star. He's had number one hits uh, really surface this year, but he has quite a past, especially as it relates to fentanyl. He actually used to be a, a major drug dealer, spent a lot of, of time behind bars and got out of prison, changed his life. And so country music star Jelly Roll gave a passionate speech on Capitol Hill this past Thursday asking senators to support a bill that aims to stop the flow of fentanyl into the United States. The Fentanyl Eradication and Narcotics Deterrence Act, which is an acronym called FEND, F-E-N-D, was introduced last year by Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown. A news release from Brown's office said the bill is aimed at combating the country's fentanyl crisis by targeting the illicit fentanyl supply chain, from the chemical suppliers in China to the cartels that traffic drugs in from Mexico. Jelly Roll, whose real name is Jason DeFore, began his testimony on Thursday of last week with some statistics about the impacts of drugs on the country. So this clip I'm about to play, y'all, I think everyone needs to hear it. Fentanyl is out of control. It's killing people, especially our young people, at an alarming rate. 
it may be uh, one of the most moving clips you've heard in quite a while. It's about six minutes long, but it is worth every single second. Again, this is Jelly Roll uh, in his opening statement to the Senate committee on the fentanyl crisis and his personal experience with it. It's right here. Start with Mr. DeFord. Welcome for your first committee hearing, I assume. Uh, Forgive me. I'm a little nervous. I'm used to having a rock and roll band behind me when I have a microphone in front of me. Um, During the time that I've been given to share my testimony here, I think it's important to note before I start that in these five minutes I'll be speaking that somebody in the United States will die of a drug overdose, and it is almost a 72% chance that during those five minutes, it will be fentanyl-related. Having started that way, Chairman Brown, Ranking Member Scott, and esteemed committee members, thank you for having me. I know this is a bit of a curveball, but I like a little baseball myself. My name is Jason D. Ford, but to most I am known as Jelly Roll. I, it is important to establish earlier that I am a musician and that I have no political alliance. I am neither Democrat nor Republican. In fact, because of my past, my right to vote has been restricted. Thus far, I have never paid attention to a political race in my life. Ironically, I think that makes me the perfect person to speak about this because fentanyl transcends partisanship and ideology, gentlemen and women. This is a totally different problem. And uh, I was speaking outside to the media, and I, I gave them a statistic that said 190 people a day overdose and die every single day in the United States of America. That is about a 737 plane. That's what about a 737 aircraft can carry. Could you imagine the national media attention it would get if they were reporting that a plane was crashing every single day and killing 190 people? But because it's 190 drug addicts, we don't feel that way because America has been known to bully and shame drug addicts instead of dealing and trying to understand what the actual root of the problem is with that. But the sad news is that that narrative is changing too because the statistics say that in all likelihood, almost every person in this room has lost a friend, family member, or colleague to the disease known as addiction. I've attended more funerals than I care to share with y'all. This committee, I could sit here and cry for days about the caskets I've carried of people I loved dearly, deeply, in my soul, good people, not just drug addicts, uncles, friends, cousins, normal people, some people that just got in a car wreck and started taking a pain pill to manage it. One thing led to the other. And How fast it spirals out of control, I don't think people truly, truly understand. So many people. Equally, I think it's important for me to tell y'all that I'm not here to defend the use of illegal drugs. And I also understand the paradox of my history as a drug dealer standing in front of this committee. But equally, I think that's what makes me perfect to talk about this. I was a part of the problem. I am here now standing as a man that wants to be a part of the solution. I brought my community down. I hurt people. I was the uneducated man in the kitchen playing chemists with drugs I knew absolutely nothing about, just like these drug dealers are doing right now when they're mixing every drug on the market with fentanyl, and they're killing the people we love. I'll be honest with y'all. My desire is to only get older and only do better and be better. I believed when I sold drugs genuinely that selling drugs was a victimless crime. I truly believe that, y'all. 
My father always told me, what doesn't get you in the wash will get you in the rinse. Now I have a 15-year-old daughter whose mother is a drug addict. Every day I get to look in the eyes of a victim in my household of the effects of drugs. Every single day. And every single day I have to wonder, if me and my wife, if today will be the day that I have to tell my daughter that her mother became a part of the national statistic. History repeats itself, gentlemen. Even in the 1990s, crack cocaine had long made its way into my middle lower class neighborhood. And at that moment, even as a teenager, you could have never convinced me in that moment that there would be a far bigger problem on the horizon in the form of a pharmaceutical drug. And then I watched opioids and Oxycontin burst onto the scene. I'm here to tell y'all that fentanyl is going to make the Sackler family look like saints. And I want to let y'all sit with that for a second. It is time for us to be proactive and not reactive. We were reactive with crack. We were reactive with opioids. And y'all are taking the first step at somebody in Senate finally being proactive. I truly believe in my heart that this bill, that this bill will stop the supply and can help stop the supply of fentanyl. But in part of being proactive, gentlemen and, and women I, and, and ladies, I have to be frank and tell y'all that if we don't talk to the other side of Capitol Hill and stop the demand, we are going to spin our tires in the mud. Y'all are taking the first step, but I encourage you to take it outside of this room and you take it to your colleagues and your constituents and you give them the most that you can. I know I've got a few seconds here and Senator Brown said I may or may not go over. Um, all I want to say is that I not only encourage y'all to do this, I encourage y'all to take it a step further. At every concert I perform, I witness the heartbreaking impact of fentanyl. I see fans grappling with this tragedy in the form of music that they seek solace in music and hope that their experiences won't befall others. They crave reassurance. These are the people I'm here to speak for, y'all. These people crave reassurance that their elected officials actually care more about human life than they do about ideology and partisanship. I stand here as a regular member of society. I am a stupid songwriter, y'all, but I have firsthand witnessed this in a way most people have not. I encourage y'all to not only pass this bill, but I encourage you to bring it up where it matters at the kitchen table. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Mr. D. Ford. Um, now, you've heard us discuss fentanyl often, sadly, on this show. It's really become an epidemic. And he said, you heard Jelly Roll say in that clip, get to the root of the issue. I think that's the key, y'all. That is the key, not only to solving the fentanyl crisis, but also so many other things like school shootings and so many other crimes out there. So I thought he nailed it there. He also mentioned being proactive and not reactive so often. And, you know, when it comes to crime, but really in, in many aspects of life, you, people become really reactive. Something happens and then they address it. Address it before it happens. Look five steps ahead. Try to to envision the problems before they happen. That's being proactive. Every it seems like everything lately, especially as it relates to crime and and our response to it, is a reactive case, and it doesn't need to be. Be a forward thinker. I thought this was really important to cover uh, as soon as possible because fentanyl has becomes such an issue. You hear Woody say it many times on the show. They're they're taking fentanyl and they're basically, you know, cutting these drugs to try to save money. As Jelly Roll said in that clip, 
you know, he was basically acting as if he was a chemist with no degree, had no idea what he was doing. The intent to kill somebody necessarily wasn't there, but it was killing people. I don't know, uh, you know, if he personally ever had anything to do with anything like that. I uh, hope and pray he didn't. But strong, strong testimony coming from Jason DeFord, otherwise known as Jelly Roll, on the fentanyl crisis. And if you, we're going to post the video clip in its entirety on the Facebook page so you can really see the reaction of the senators. When he's talking, he's very eloquent. You And if you saw this guy, he's heavy set. He has tattoos all over his face. You know, if you prejudge somebody, not someone that you would think would be as eloquent as he was at getting this point across and very passionate about it. So, you know, think about that. It's important that we get that message and Jason DeFord's message out there to as many people as possible. Let's end this fentanyl crisis. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love it. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Hey, y'all, my wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause, hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, 
poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today, right now. All right, so now we're going to go ahead and we're going to play our special episode we had for you today from Bloody Angola, which is the podcast Woody and I do. It is titled Revolving Door, and it's coming to you right now. I walk a straight line, shackled and chained. Welcome to Bloody Angola Podcast, 142 years in the making. Complete story of America's bloodiest prison. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everton. And believe it or not, Woody Everton, we are at the end of another season, our fifth Can you season. you believe that right? It's crazy. Over a year old, one best history podcast in the world, People's Choice Award this year. That's right. Y'all are blessing us. Um, thank you for continuing to like and listen and share. It's freaking amazing. In our episode we dropped last week, which was called The Black Code, right. has, I mean, it's on fire. Right. On fire. Yeah, Everybody's loving it. Lie. Getting yeah. tons of comments, getting tons of downloads, and and uh, we were we were glad to bring it to you. Kind of went back to our roots on some some old history oh, with the most notorious prison in Louisiana, right. and um, so we're gonna we're gonna do what we're gonna do today. We're gonna we've got a couple of breaking news stories uh, that are within the past several couple months that we haven't told y'all. Right. Uh, we, we just been, we don't been doing other stories. We like to bring you some current news when we get it. So we're going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk about some of our favorite episodes from this year and, and, uh, maybe what you can look forward to for next season. Right. So we'll start it out with, we did an episode where we told you about the teens that were being moved into Angola. These yeah. were these were teens from uh, the New Orleans area that were acting out at their yeah, prison that they out. were currently in. The, the 
my kids acted out. <laughs> These motherfuckers were, were taking Buck hostages <laughs> and escaping yeah. and burning shit down. I mean, Definitely that, a different type of acting, than out. acting out. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So what they did, the solution for this is uh, they figured, hey, if you're going to act like adults and act like but, fools and and let uh, me say this to you, thugs again, you got to remember this. These are not. They're not in there for shoplifting. They're in for rape, murder, murder, uh, armed robberies, carjackings, serious shit. Okay, and that's and, right. And so, don't ever lose light in the stories about these juveniles thinking like everybody just wants to think kids being kids and that these yeah. are bad motherfuckers being bad motherfuckers. Worst of the worst. Right. Yeah, of 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 that that uh, those type of things, those right. type of crimes, and so. They moved several of these troublemakers into a unit at Angola. Now, important to note, they were not around the uh, the actual regular population of Angola. Yeah, it, they, they can't even see it by, by law. An adult prisoner can't even be able to see a juvenile prisoner. You know, try right. to cut down on rape and, and all the other shit that goes on. Yeah, and they were actually uh, so they moved to Angola, and now they have been moved out of Angola. This in the past a few months, yeah. this actually occurred September fifteenth right. um, of this year. And I'm going to read you the article from I believe it was the Advocate uh, where they talk about this, and it says Louisiana officials have removed all of the teens incarcerated at the controversial lockup at. The state penitentiary in Angola, which, and, which used to be death row, yes, uh, and relocated them to a new facility in Jackson Parish. Officials said this on Friday of that, you know, Friday of September fifteenth. The North Louisiana facility where they have been moved opened over the summer and already serves youth in local justice systems. Uh, that from Otha Curtis Nelson, the state's top juvenile justice official. He said the youth will be housed there temporarily while repairs continue on other facilities maintained by the Louisiana Office of Juvenile Justice. Uh, this announcement came uh, just as dozens of advocates from across the state were protesting outside the gates of the governor's mansion, demanding immediate removal of the youth from Angola. Midway through the rally, news broke of the state's decision, and the call to action quickly shifted to a tearful celebration, especially among protesters with teen family members locked up at Angola. The gathering erupted into cheers and church hymns. Uh, Deborah Ramirez cried out in disbelief as she fell to her knees, so they're all basically celebrating this decision. OJJ's decision to transfer the youth came after a federal judge Last week, ordered the states to remove the teens by Friday from the Angola facility, a repurposed death row building at the maximum security prison in rural uh, West Feliciana Parish. U.S. District Judge Shelley Dick called conditions there intolerable, citing excessive use of solitary confinement, handcuffs, and pepper spray, along with inadequate educational and mental health services. The state has fought the order and won a temporary stay from a federal court Earlier this week, and Nelson said Friday that the agency would continue to appeal the judge's decision, though it has removed the youth from the Angola facility. 
Uh, OJJ's long-term plan is to transfer all the youth needing intensive therapeutic services to the new Swanson Center for Youth at Monroe, uh, scheduled to open later this year. Once that happens, OJJ will stop using the Jackson Parish facility for juveniles in state custody. The decision to move the juveniles to Angola came amid heightened turmoil at two state youth prisons that led to violence and multiple escapes last summer. The problems prompted widespread criticism of the chaotic conditions experienced by juveniles inside the facilities and the threat posed to public safety. So that that threat being they kept escaping over and over and over again. That's right. And and so eventually uh, they get moved into Angola. But as I just read to you, they have uh, they have been moved back out and they are in kind of like a temporary facility until the one in Monroe, which is in North Louisiana, y'all, right. until that is uh, completely built. So and, they'll and be I'm saying this, there. I hate to say this almost, but I don't because I, I, I can tell you it's absolutely true. I used to be a supervisor at one of these uh, juvenile prisons and later on my years in detectives and on the street and the detectives, I would arrest. Mm, I can't say all of them, but a lot of them I'd arrest them for murder and stuff like that as adults. And and it's unfortunate. It's a life that they're going to lead. So a lot of them are going to be going back to Angola anyway. I hope and pray that they all get straight, but yeah. So what happened next, y'all, was you got this facility that they had to prepare a double death row at Bloody Angola. They had to prepare and put house these kids, right? Yep. Well, you know what? State of Louisiana doesn't want to spend any more money than they have to. So what do they do next? And I'm going to read you an article. So Louisiana, what do they do, right? The juveniles are out. Well, Louisiana has transferred 18 incarcerated women from the Jetson Youth Center that or right outside of Baton Rouge and Baker, to Bloody Angola, or Louisiana State Penitentiary at Angola. Um, and anticipating a housing crunch, Louisiana's prison system last week moved 18 incarcerated women into a building at the all-male state penitentiary at Angola. It's the same building recently used to hold incarcerated youth in the juvenile justice system. The Department of Public Safety and Corrections said it was forced to transfer the women to make room for three girls ages 16 and 17 at the women's prison at the Jetson Center for Youth in Baker. They all, it used to be the Jetsons, it used to be the youth center, and now obviously it holds women. The relocation is expected to be temporary. All the women are supposed to return to Jetson in about a month once an expansion has been completed. And I can pretty much assure you that state of Louisiana, construction-wise, has never completed anything on time, so it might be a year from now. But um, in all, there are about 430 women at the prison. The department is currently preparing another facility at the Jetson location for adult offenders, which is expected to take approximately a month. That's what Ken Pastrek says, y'all. He's the spokesman for the DSC. This latest uh, churn of incarcerated people speaks to the operational challenges that come with imprisoning youth offenders even when they are convicted of adult crimes and sentenced to adult prison. Federal standards require correctional facilities to carve out special housing for incarcerated minors to keep them separated from adults, like I told y'all, keep them being raped or turned out or whatever. You're more likely 
to be sexually victimized in custody when you're a younger person by the staff, by volunteers, or by other prisoners, said Brenda Smith, the law professor at American University and Washington College of Law. That is true for both male and female offenders, she said, and I agree with her. But Louisiana's prison for women did not have enough space to accommodate the three underage girls apart from the adults, so it moved a small group of the adult women to Angola while officials rearranged uh, space adjacent to fit everyone. So the girls coming into the prison system, and I'm not going to read their names, y'all. They, I know they've been convicted, whatever, but they're still teenagers. But they, they all pled guilty last month to charges of attempted manslaughter from the case we brought y'all about Miss Linda Fricky, where they mm-hmm. ripped her arm off. Remember that? Um, and, yeah, it was, it was a horrible thing. They carjacked her and ripped her arm off, and she died. Uh, uh, so unlike adult prisoners, juvenile justice facilities and treatment centers are supposed to be focused entirely on rehab. Children's advocates consider them more appropriate for young people whose brains aren't fully developed yet. But there's been pressure on Williams and other prosecutors to treat minors as if they're adults in response to a perceived surge in crime. It's not perceived. It actually is a surge in crime. But especially when they are suspected of committing heinous acts like Fricky's murder. Still, sentencing teenagers to adult prisons doesn't mean they can be treated exactly like adults. The Federal Prison Rape Elimination Act forces the state to offer protection to underage people to shield them from sexual abuse. Minors shall not be placed in a housing unit in which the youthful inmate might have sight, sound, or physical contact with any adult inmate um, through use of a shared day room or other common space, shower area, or sleeping quarters. And that's according to the uh, national, whatever they call it, rape, anti-rape act. Um Louisiana's prison system's own regulations mirror those of the federal standards, and the department shall either maintain sight and sound separation between youthful offenders and adult offenders to prevent adult offenders from seeing or communicating with youthful offenders, or provide direct staff supervision when youthful offenders and adult offenders are together. So, pretty interesting, y'all. That, um, you know, Got to make use of the space. Got to make right? use and, of the space, and, and, for sure. I, you know, I wonder who they're getting. Maybe they're going to put some temporary female correctional officers on on there. I would maybe imagine. Pull some out I mean, they, and they have Angola. female correction officers already at Angola. Right, 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 know, right, right. right. But, I mean, some of them work, you know, everything from kitchens to the, the schools or whatever they call them, the workshops and all that stuff. But the – they're still working somewhere and they're always got a shortage. Yeah. So interesting. Very interesting. And so that's kind of some current news of, uh, of what's going on at Louisiana. A lot of things going on at Louisiana state penitentiary in Angola with all of that. Uh, and we'll keep you updated as we progress. And I'm going to give a shout out. I'm not going to say his name yet. We'll do it afterwards to, I'm not even going to tell what his position was. Before we start the next season or during this next season, Jim and I are actually going to bloody Angola. There you go. On a tour. And we just get to bring you a whole bunch more shit. That's right. That's right. 
So let's speaking of the seasons and things like that, we just wrapped up what I would say was a pretty good season. Uh, and so we're going to, we're going to recap that for you just real quick. And, uh, and we'll get, give you our thoughts on how these episodes went. And the first episode one and two of season five were the notorious Charlie Frazier. Yes. You know, again, I think we just need to make a movie about him ourselves. God, this dude you. makes Bonnie and Clyde. I don't know how they, uh, Dillinger and all these other people get more recognition than Charlie Frazier because he was like the original badass. 30 plus escapes and, right? and, and all uh, kinds of murders and it just bad shit. Built the Red Hat cell block for because him. of yeah, but yeah, because of one of the escapes where they killed some correctional officers. Yeah, and uh, and ended up dying. A, you know, an old man in, in Angola and became famous for making wallets right. and things that like leather that, craft. leather crafts. And, and, uh, boy, I'd love to have one of his originals. So, yeah. We, we talked about that, that before. Cool. Do you guys know what May 12th is? Sunday, May 12th? Mama's Day. That would be correct. It's Mother's Day. So let me ask you, do you basically get your mom the same gift every year for Mother's Day? Maybe some flowers, some chocolates. Mm-hmm. Maybe a robe or a framed photo, boring stuff, right? Right. Well, let me tell you about something that's totally cool and different from Mother's Day that will never wilt, spoil, or put an extra 10 pounds around her waist. I'm talking about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty unique. Cool, right? Right. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. Your mom can either type a response to the email or she can record her voice if she prefers to do that or she can do both. And mylifeinabook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book as well as an audio book. And if you want, and she's up to the task technically, you know, the audio book is a great extra thing to be able to do. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your future generations can treasure. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is kind of your chance to give her a way to share them. Every family's a little bit different, and in my family, we love to give each other a really hard time. So I've taken the approach in doing this of asking my mom to comment on some of those family moments that might be a bit embarrassing to other family members. Last week, my question was, mom, did you feel guilty that day you hit me over the head with your wooden clog and dad had to take me to the hospital for eight stitches? (laughs) Mom's response, back in the day, I was the disciplinarian of the house. And when you were eight years old, you refused to get out of Nancy's, that's my sister's, plastic kiddie pool. I told you 10 times to get out of the damn pool. You didn't listen. So I chased you around the yard. And when you slipped, I nailed you right on the head. That was the last time you got in that kiddie pool. Of course, dad had to lie to the ER and tell him that uh, that you fell on your head, but I nailed you good. The entire process with my life in a book is simple, and in the end, mom will have a great keepsake that can remain in your family for generations. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code RLRC at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code RLRC for 10% off today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be uh, cool. I'll have great. to look and see if if they have any of those for sale They might have to put that on Real Life Real Crime. Yeah. Um, uh, so, every, you know, the, the people who aren't regular since Bloody and Goals get to learn about Charlie Frazier because he was, he was just – it was a real was deal. Out there, bro. No doubt about it. And we proceeded on and we talked about Duck. Oh my God. And not only That's did we talk about saying. Duck, we had him on. Absolutely. My I I'm I'm biased towards all of them, like my children. But the to be sitting in the room with an old cop who can actually tell stories. What could he and tell? And he's gonna be coming on wow. the original real life real crime, y'all. Uh, um but it's just absolutely most Fire episode. Yeah, it was it was just in, right. in its own way, right? We were like two kids just sitting on the floor Man, while Daddy tells a story. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Duck, if you listening, bro, you know we love you. Oh yeah, and look, he he has a million others. He said oh that, God, I can't wait. Uh, and I would love to just sit in the room and listen to those all day long. So that was also a favorite of mine. That was episode three and episode four. Uh, we brought you one we have been planning to do for a while, and that was the Angola Prison Rodeo uh, episode. Great, great, great Talked stories. about the history of it yep. and how it came about, how it got started. and, and All the different events. Yeah, all the events and, and how much money they make. Yes. Yeah, it's all crazy, crazy. Yeah, and uh, really enjoyed that one. And from there, we went to – uh, the River Parishes, and we told you about oh, the serial killer Daniel Blank. Yes, he was. A couple of episodes. Really, in really, really good episodes. Uh, uh, y'all, mm, you need to go listen to it. Yeah, we I probably had more. I probably personally had more messages on that mm. uh, particular series than any other one. Right, and, and a lot of a lot of fans mm-hmm. listen to it like, holy shit, I remember this, I remember that. And y'all, we love it when you send those comments. Yeah, and and uh, and just a crazy story there. So then, uh, I did a solo episode. I don't remember what was going on. Woody, you might have been stuck in Wisconsin or something, yeah, but yeah. I think you were at that time. But uh, season five, episode seven, to kill again, and that, that was, was discussing serial killers that were released. Believe it or not, serial killers right. get out all get the time. And then they get released, and these were all covering serial killers that killed again after they got released right, from right. prison. And then they, they goes the whole thing. Um, like I did the one um, national serial killer, right? Yeah, just kills and and gets released, escapes and and gets resentenced and gets released and kills many many more people. Absolutely. And then the the episode after that, I was soloing here again. Uh, this was when you were in Wisconsin. Right. You were actually Woody was supposed to be back for this episode, but he got stuck in the snow right. on the way back. That was a hell of a thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was soloing here and I discussed three short stories of Angola. I talked about John Whitley, the yes. former warden, yes. convict Billy Blake Johnson, who was a uh, heck of a story with that guy. And I discussed a little bit about the Angola golf course, which I had right. people reach out. They didn't even realize I had. Right. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, you know, 
Yeah. Real treat. You just had to get your security clearance before you can go play on it. That's right. And that was uh, season five, episode eight. And then in episode nine, we brought you the Lake House murder story. Yes, indeed. William Lee Jr. That right. was part one. That was part one. Uh, of three. Of three, and which ended with Miss Tillman, right? That's right. And who is a wealth of knowledge on this case and, and uh, fire and her husband was here. He's super cool dude too. Yeah. Y'all to listen to it. Cause I mean, Jim really tore it apart. And then Miss Tillman came in and just like, she's like had, she was like the one that brought the whole thing yeah. to, to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. Really did. And, and uh, had me, had me going down all kinds of wormholes with that oh, case. For real. And uh, then we came back and we brought you Targeted, which was the crimes of Kenneth Gleason. Mm-hmm. Big time mm-hmm. downloads on that episode. Yeah, I mean, Very popular. Bad, bad dude. Uh, you know, just a punk-ass bitch serial killer from Baton Rouge. Yeah, and targeting uh, targeting black people, and, yeah, yeah, and it was racist. just horrible. He used to be an Eagle Scout. Used to be an Eagle yeah, Scout yeah. and looked like an Eagle Scout. Right, I mean, this right. was not a guy that you would look at. Of course, he had problems as he, you know, as he progressed in his young life. He was only twenty three yeah. when he was sent to Angola. Uh, of course, took the coward's way out, killed right, himself right, two days right. after yeah, after once being he convicted. Got there, he was like, mm, "I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm all racist, and I'm going to Angola. Yeah. I'm about to get dealt with." Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a story you got to hear if you haven't. And then our last episode, which we just recorded last week and released, was the Black Code. Well, that was the thirteenth episode. Uh, Jim did what he did and, or does, and came up with some just absolute fire stuff. And look, it was Amazing. a different time, y'all. And I mean, Boy, you want to go back and talk about history and not repeating itself? Holy shit, the stuff that went on back then. Oh yeah, just just horrible, horrible uh, part of history that nobody really wants to talk about. But you know, you're doomed to repeat that stuff right. if you don't yeah. remember I mean, it. History is history, and I mean, uh, it's like the Holocaust and everything else. It yeah, to be remembered. And and in a hugely popular episode so far, right? Uh, just getting tons of downloads on that, and and that was our thirteenth episode. And of course, today we're wrapping everything up and. Uh, I want to let y'all know also what we're looking at as far as drops for, you know, it's the holiday time and it's, right. it's kind of a, a weird time because you have that time in between Christmas and new yeah, years, five days or whatever. Yeah. We don't want you to have to, you know, go super long without getting your, uh, bloody Angola fix. Right. So, uh, next week we're going to drop a, it's kind of like a best of, right. Uh, episode and that will be um that will be the week of Christmas. Well, it's the it'll yeah. Be, it'll be two days after two Christmas. days after Christmas, yeah. and, then and then the week after just, that. And, that, and that's just two days before or three days before New Year's Friday Saturday. So uh, that's right, two days before New Year's Eve. That's right. So we're gonna drop one uh next week that you're really gonna like. It's gonna be a little best of thing, and then. We're going to drop our top episode of 2023 the week after that. Yes. We're going to do some special things to it, though, so you're right. going to want to hear it. Uh, and that will be the week of New Year's. 
Uh, and then we'll be back on a regular schedule. Right, right. But so, we're not going to, you know, we always drop around here. So right. we want to make sure you get something you new get a little taste every week. Right. Yeah. And, you know, y'all have been fantastic to us. Uh, who knew would be where we are today, but we certainly wouldn't have any of this without y'all. And we want to thank our patron members. Yeah. Y'all rock. Thank you for supporting us. Yeah, look, we got a ton of Patreon episodes and they get commercial free early releases and all that stuff. Um, but it's a business and they help it run. That's right. And, and we really, really do appreciate it. And we appreciate our sponsors too. Oh, sponsors are huge, and and Factor and and uh, Hello Fresh right, have right. have really come through for us. And look, I'm gonna tell you, all, both those, and they're owned by the same people. Right. So both of those organizations owned by the same people, but all those meals are good. Oh my God. If you're and if I'm you're yeah, if right. you're looking for something quick, and you can pop it in the microwave for two minutes, that Factor. Is right. the way to go, right. and, um, and, it's and it's healthy, and it's delivered to your door. Delivered to your right. door, you never frozen. Go, yeah, right. You don't have to go fight the lines, and and economically, it's really worth it. And then, and then the food is fire. That's right. And and on the Hello Fresh side of things, look, they have. Uh, if you're someone like us that likes to cook, right. uh, when you can, it, you get all the raw ingredients. You mm-hmm. get to cook it yourself. You don't have to go to the store. You don't have to yeah. send somebody back to the That's store right. for some celery or whatever. Yeah, and, you know, but, great. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to start with um, them however long ago it was, and I got the first box. I'm going to be like, ah, uh, you know, because I really like to cook, right? Yeah. Holy shit. It's like fast as fuck. I shouldn't say that's fine. It's fast. <laughs> it's, it's quick, quick, quick. It's on a, on a little recipe card. Everything's in the box. But the sauces and all that kind of stuff they you mix up to go with it is just it's delicious. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's chef-inspired, right? really is and look we've got some stuff coming for you in season six and we're not going to spill the beans on it just yet but we always try to bring you the most exciting things we can and that is not going to stop anytime soon we're going to still bring you some super exciting stuff coming with the sixth season sixth season of bloody and gold. It doesn't seem like it's been that it's long, crazy, does man. it? No, it's crazy. And and uh, it's all because of all all of you. Crazy blessed and y'all y'all are absolute rock stars. That's right. If you're looking to uh if you're a local to uh this area, you know, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, well, Louisiana yeah, in particular, yeah. and you want to uh to sponsor Bloody Angola, reach yeah. out. Yeah, step in because you know you wouldn't believe if we can do it for these national sponsors, then and why wouldn't we do it for our local people? That's right. right. And That's it's right. always going if we do bring something to you, it'll be a product that we believe in and people that we believe in, and yeah, it'd be worthwhile. That's right. And look, this is the last episode before Santa Claus comes. Santa Claus comes. So we do want to wish all of you, uh, you know, uh, Merry Christmas, Merry uh, Christmas. Happy Jesus's birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Hanukkah, Jesus. Whatever you do. And, yeah. Um, happy birthday, Jesus, for me. For me. And oh, St. Nick's coming. Yeah, down the chimney he comes. Right. And so we hope uh, we hope everybody gets to spend some some good time with your families and friends and yeah. you know everyone in life that makes you smile. I and wonder if Saint Nick ever stops at Bloody Angola. I bet he does. Somebody in there has yeah. probably got a good yeah, a good good dip. Yeah. I, I believe it. Some of them I don't. 
I believe some it. of them are getting switches and ashes. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're getting coal. That's what it was. Coal and switches and yeah. ashes, and you're stocking. That's what you get. Uh, that's right. right. So uh, Merry, so Merry Christmas, Christmas, y'all. We love y'all. Thank you for everything. And look, just real quick, also, Real Life Real Crime Daily and Real Life Real Crime, of course, uh, air five days a week on uh, on the Real Life Real Crime podcast channel. So look for those. And incidentally, uh, we are also going to be available here very soon on YouTube Music. So uh, for those people that do YouTube, YouTube now has a YouTube Music channel that is basically a podcast version of YouTube that they've kicked off. This is supposed to replace uh, Google Podcasts. So look for that. Uh, hopefully I'll get all that switched over. It'll be nothing on your part that you need to worry about, but it's a, it's a new channel. I'll get all those episodes uploaded on that YouTube music. So if you're someone interested in that, check that out as well. And we just keep moving and moving up, up, up here at Bloody Angola. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. Your host of Bloody Angola. A podcast 142 years in the making. Complete story of America's bloodiest prison. Peace. Peace. All right, so I hope uh, all of you enjoyed that episode of Bloody Angola that we just played. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, do all those things. Please share with everyone you can. And for Mike Agavino and Woody Everton, I'm Jim Chapman for Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.